Marhaba, and welcome to the Matrix Green Pill, where real people connect. Hello, and welcome back to the Matrix Green Pill podcast. I'm Hilmarie Hutchison, and today I am so excited because we have a really fantastic guest on the show, Cynthia Williams, and we will be tackling a topic that many of our audience will be interested in. Cynthia specializes in women's hormone and gut health while achieving weight loss. She has over 15 years experience with hundreds of clients and was awarded 2020's Most Admired in Fitness by Today's Woman. Cynthia, welcome and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Before we begin, can you please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. First off, I am a mom, and I'm super proud of that because that's something that I never thought was going to happen to me. So I am the proud mom of an almost three-year-old little girl. I am a wife and a entrepreneur, business owner. Fantastic, and congratulations. Children are certainly the best. Yeah. So most of us are familiar with the concept of health and nutrition, but could you please tell us a bit more about what you do and what drew your interest into this field? I focus on helping women with hormone and gut health while achieving weight loss. Women over time, especially once they get their 30s plus, have had chronic stress, chronic dieting. They've had kids typically by then, high stress job, whatever the chronic stressors of that life may be, has started to take in a toll and they no longer feel as good as they used to. Their energy is down. Libido is down. Skin doesn't look as good as it used to. They may be suffering from hair loss. They may have digestive issues, constipation, diarrhea, just a a gamut of things that could be going on. I help women lose weight while addressing these issues because they will try and do the things that they used to do to lose weight and they don't understand what's going on. And they'll get in these patterns of chronic dieting, low calories, over-exercising, which exacerbates the hormonal imbalances that they had to start with, if that makes sense. And so that's where I do a deep dive with these women. I look at their blood work. We look at clinical symptoms, just the full gamut, the whole picture of everything that's going on with this woman, and then figure out where we can make those changes that will fit into their lifestyle, that are sustainable, that will help them improve their health, and then help them lose their weight as well. Right. So if there's an underlying condition, if they're not well, it's hard to then get weight or hard to realize weight loss or and to sustain weight loss. That's what you're saying. One of my phrases that I always, always say is we work on getting healthy first and weight loss is a byproduct of getting healthy. Excellent. So what was the catalyst for you to get into this field? Have you always been interested in, in weight loss or nutrition or health or was there something that steered you in that direction? I've always been interested in it. I've always played sports my whole life. Actually, my degree is in occupational therapy. So that's what I came out of college doing. In the evenings, I would train in the evenings or do nutrition as a side job. And I just really was good at it and started building quite a client's base. And it just kind of grew from there and took off. Now it's my sole occupation. I own my own company. I do still do a little bit of training, personal training on the side, but 90% of the work I do these days is nutrition focused. I personally have gone through a couple of experiences where I've been dismissed by doctors when I knew things were off and it wasn't eat less and work out more. That was not the answer. And I just 
I know if I'm going through that and I'm a pretty healthy person, you know, I train, I eat good and things were not clicking, not working right. That for another woman who doesn't work out as much as I do or something like that, I couldn't imagine the trouble that they would be having and being dismissed by the doctor. And I just wanted to help those women. Yeah, there's certainly a large market out there for people who are frustrated because they're not getting the answers that they absolutely need. What impact then do hormones have on women's weight loss and women's health? They're huge, huge. Hormones, they're little messengers in your body and they're constantly talking to each other. And hormones travel in packs. So if you have one hormone off, say insulin goes awry, then another hormone is going to follow, another hormone is going to follow. And it's just this cascading effect turning into a terribly large hormonal imbalance. And then it's really hard to pull yourself out of that with some help because it's really hard to understand what's going on. Most of the time when clients will go to the doctor and say, hey, my energy's down, my libido's down, and I'm putting on this weight. I haven't changed a thing. I'm not eating more. I'm working out the same, but the weight keeps going on. The dismissal of doctors is either typically, well, that's part of aging. You just kind of have to suck it up as we age. Or here's some Prozac to calm you down. You seem a little anxious. Or here, let's try this medication or whatever it may be to just try and make you feel better and put a Band-Aid on it for the time being. And so I don't want to get too technical. I get, <laughs> I get a hell of a hell of myself, excuse me, sometimes with talking about this. And I just want it to be very relatable. But I just want to, I take a comprehensive look at women and help them with their hormone panels, do a full blood panel where we're looking at everything and help them see what is actually going on, what these hormonal imbalances have caused and why they're not losing the weight. Like the estrogen is elevated, insulin is elevated, your cortisol is elevated. Once you have broken this all down, or you've done this deep dive into their panels, into their blood work, how do you tackle the problem? Is it a combination of things? Are we talking drugs, medication, food, exercise? What is your sort of approach to handling the problem or to dealing with the problem? It's honestly client dependent. Sometimes it is adding an exercise and it could be just walking. Sometimes it's removing exercise. An example, a client was high estrogen. I cannot officially diagnose. I am a clinical nutritioner practitioner. I am not a doctor, but I can take labs and I can look at the labs and sure say, boy, it sure looks like you've got Hashimoto's. You need to follow up with your doctor. So I have a client that's high estrogen, has been tech, not diagnosed by me, but has Hashimoto's, is not pooping. She is severely constipated. We pull exercise immediately because that's one stressor that I can control, right? I cannot control the work stress. I cannot control the kids stress. I cannot control life stressors, but I can control exercise. And then I can start to educate on the foods that we're eating to help improve this. And then yes, it is a heavy supplement protocol that would go along with that. With that said, the supplements only work if you put the other factors in place of managing stress, sleep, and exercise, food quality, etc. So you help them put together a full regimen of all the different things that's going to help reverse this or change this. How long does it normally take? That's client dependent. It depends on their adherence to the program, how much they comply with the things that are being asked of them. They stick to the diet, they stick to the exercise. Um, again, I'll speak to this one client that I spoke of that has the high estrogen, the Hashimoto's and was constipated. She started with me in January and the marker for Hashimoto's is called TPO. 
And this is something that I want to put out there because all women, when you get your blood work done for your annual, your doctor should check your TPO. They should run a full thyroid panel. In January, her TPO was 177. This number should be less than eight. This is the marker that shows us that this is Hashimoto's. So from January to we just had her labs done again, you know, as far as when it came to nutrition, exercise, the supplement protocol, like she has done all the work and she has basically almost reversed the Hashimoto's. The goal is to get her that TPO marker to 50 or below. She is, has regular digestion. Her energy is improved. Her composition has had major improvement. Her libido is up. Her mood is up. Her strength is up. Her sleep is fantastic. She's managing her life better. She's enjoying her kids more. She's enjoying her husband more. She has made such a turnaround. So those are the things that I love and that I see that clients, you know, they settle, especially women. When they get 40 plus, they just think, okay, this is just what I'm going to look like. This is just how I have to feel. This is just what 40s are, are like. And it's not. You can feel just as good or not if better than you did in your 20s if you're willing to put in the work and reverse the issues that you have underlying. Excellent. We're talking about the 40s and, and possibly to the 50s, menopause. Yes. What impact does menopause now have on this whole story? In menopause, what happens is your estrogen and your progesterone drop, basically. And estrogen and progesterone are the two, to simplify, this is super simple, but to simplify it, are the two main hormones that deal with our menstrual cycles. In your follicular phase, which is the first half of your menstrual cycle, you have high estrogen. And in the luteal phase, which is the second half of your menstrual cycle, you have high progesterone. And the two hormones, the estrogen and progesterone, kind of balance each other out. Estrogen is a more of an excitatory hormone. And then progesterone is more of a calming hormone. So that ebb and flow of those two on a monthly basis are what help keep your mood stabilized. It's what helps you feel good. It's what helps you maintain muscle mass, bone health, energy levels, libido, like all of that kind of stuff. And as we approach menopause, both of those start to tank. Basically, you stop producing as much estrogen and progesterone. So the typical symptoms, you know, that we see are disrupted sleep, the weight gain around the belly area, mood alters, low libido, hair loss, drying skin. Those are the typical signs that we see. Now, with that said, when you have a lot of inflammation in your system, the symptoms of menopause and your menstrual cycle will be exacerbated. So if you are an overall healthy person, you have a good body weight, you're eating good, you keep alcohol to a minimum. Alcohol is a big trigger for exacerbating those symptoms. You've been a pretty healthy person. Your menopause symptoms actually are not too terrible. I will speak to another client who is in her 50s, very lean, works out, weight lifts, eats great, has a very nice balanced life. And she's in perimenopause, so her cycle's a little irregular as she's heading into it. But she doesn't have night sweats. She doesn't have the moodiness. She has a very good libido. Her skin looks good. Her hair looks good. It goes to how you take care of yourself is what those symptoms are actually going to present themselves as. Absolutely. The things we do every day is going to impact the results. Yeah, the more inflammation you have in your system, the worse your symptoms of your cycle or menopause will be. So talking about the cycle and menstrual cycle, are there some best or better foods to eat? Well, it should be foods that you're eating all month long, right? Because you want to keep that inflammation down. A great 
rule I guess you could follow is the Mediterranean diet is a great one because it's full of great fats, which your body loves those great fats. Hormones are made from fat. So we need those good ones like the avocado oil, avocados, olive oil, fishes, you know, nuts, seeds, all of those kind of things are great. The carbohydrate sources in the Mediterranean diet are typically complex carbs. So grains, things that contain fiber, so they don't spike the insulin. And then you have the lean meats, right? The fishes, the poultries, grass fed red meats, things like that. If you want to eat that, what we should all be eating period every day, but eating like that 80, 90% of the time, will help to maintain those symptoms and keep your menstrual or your menopausal symptoms to a very minimum. Your menstrual cycle symptoms, we should not have symptoms during our menstrual cycle. They should be pretty asymptomatic. You shouldn't have to take any kind of pain medicines, Advil, ibuprofen, anything like that. Your cycle should not keep you from enjoying normal daily activities. If your cycle or your menopause symptoms are disrupting your life, there's some deeper rooted issues going on that you need to address and try to fix those because that's not normal and you should not have to settle for that. And don't let your doctor dismiss you either when you go in there and tell them that you have these symptoms because they will. They'll tell you, oh, again, that's normal for aging or they'll throw the birth control pill at you as a band-aid and try and cover it up. So basically, if you're suffering menstrual cramps, irregular periods, I guess, irregular cycle, there is something deeper that you should be looking at. We don't just accept that this is normal and we could do something about it. Your cycle should be every 28 to 34 days. They should basically be asymptomatic. Now you may have a little bit of bloating, a little bit, I mean, you're getting ready to shed your uterine wall. You're You're going through a change. So you're going to feel that a little bit. But again, you should not have to take medicine and in no way should it stop you from your normal daily activities. So one of the other things that you also focus on is gut health as being a key component of a healthy lifestyle. Can you talk a little bit about that? Gut health is basically where everything starts. Now you always have an outlier. So I'm again, speaking in generalized statements, but all of our hormonal disruptions, everything typically starts from the gut. The gut is the base of everything. Hippocrates had it right years and years ago, right? That all diseases and dysfunctions start from the gut. If I have a client who's constipated, who has diarrhea, who has IBS, who has indigestion, any kind of symptom of an irregular gut, we address that first and foremost. Because once you get the gut in a good, healthy place, typically the other hormones will start to follow and behave. It's much easier to get your hormones back in balance. Now, you mentioned that you've been in the industry for 15 years, managing several clients, and I know you've given us some examples, which is excellent. Can you share maybe one of your most impactful body transformation stories that you've seen? They're all so good. I will say, instead of saying one story, I will say one result that comes to many of them is the fact that they don't have to feel the way that they think they have to in their 40s, 50s, whatever it was, as I spoke to earlier. Seeing that come to me weekly from clients, getting that feedback is just, that's what keeps me doing this. That's what's so impactful for me because they understand that they don't have to settle. This is not a knock on doctors. Doctors are taught a certain way in the medical system this day, you know, this day and age. It's a combination of integrative medicine, 
with Western medicine that I think is the ultimate answer to help people to live a long and healthy life. And so just knowing, you know, you don't have to take the doctor's answer of saying that's just the way it is. Here, let me put you on some other medication, et cetera, et cetera. Make these small lifestyle changes. Let somebody teach you and show you the ways. Then the results that start to come from those clients, I mean, two, three weeks in, their energy's up, they're sleeping better. When I get that information or that feedback from clients, it's so good. And it just makes me so happy to be able to provide this to women that I just want to provide it to even more women. Yeah, I can imagine it must be so rewarding to see the transformation. And as you say, people, women getting happier, more satisfied with their lives. To play that role is fantastic. You mentioned earlier on making small changes. So what is one piece or a couple of pieces of advice you would give to women who are looking to adopt a healthier lifestyle? One, follow the Mediterranean diet. Change up your food. Eliminate the processed, refined sugars, oils, flours that you have in your diet. Work on eating more whole foods. Watch your alcohol intake. Walk. Walk, walk, walk. We don't move enough. So walking, I mean, just get your steps in, park, you know, the farthest parking spot in the parking lot and walk into the store. Excellent. I mean, and those are pretty simple, as you say, small changes that can have a really big impact on people's lives. You would be surprised how many people don't do them. Thank you so much for this part. We finished the main part of our podcast. So thank you for your insights and for sharing your experience with us. Now we've come to the segment of our show that I will ask you a couple of rapid fire questions, our version of a game show. Okay. Are you ready? I am. What's your favorite healthy snack? Popcorn. Ooh, nice. What's your comfort food? Mexican food. Ooh, all Mexican. Mm-hmm. Nice. You like the spice? I do. Sunrise or sunset? Red fire. Nice. Okay. And if there's one thing that you do every day, no matter how busy you get? Walk. Every day I go for a walk with my daughter. Every single day. Super. Well, that was the end of our game show. That was pretty easy. (laughs) You did well. Before we wrap up, we'd like to do our green pool moment. Could you share an inspiring or life-changing experience that you have gone through your green pool moment? Probably the biggest moment, it's kind of a twofold, I guess, here. I was told that I would never have children and that hit pretty hard. So my husband and I, we did look at the fertility routes to see if that was a possibility and just decided it was very slim. They said for me, even with the fertility treatments, and just decided that, you know, that was not the route that we wanted to go on and had actually started pursuing the route of adoption. During this time, while we're working on this, I also decided to compete in my first bodybuilding show at the age of 40. So if you're unfamiliar with a bodybuilding show, it's pretty intense. The diet, the training is very, very restrictive. It's a huge mental challenge, way more mentally challenging than physically. We're working on our adoption process, doing the paperwork, meeting with the lawyers, et cetera. And then I'm also doing my prep or my training for this body composition pro or competition at the same time. And so I compete the competition and come out of it. It's normal to lose your menstrual cycle during the competition because you're at such a low body fat and the diet is so restrictive. So I had lost my cycle and just thought it was part of the competition. And about eight weeks after the competition had ended, I still had not regained my cycle. So I followed up with my doctor and I thought I was in 
early menopause. I thought the issues that the doctors have been telling me with not being able to get pregnant, et cetera. And then the competition, I just royally screwed my hormones. That's what I had thought. So I go in for a metabolic panel to be run. They actually test me and tell me I'm pregnant. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, no way. I did not believe it because during the competition as well, I had taken pregnancy tests just to make sure that was not it when I lost my cycle and I took three of them and they all came back negative. So I thought this was a false positive inside the doctor as well. So I made them retest me two more times. They did. They all came back positive. Then they took me to the ultrasound because I had no idea when my last cycle was or how far along I would be. And we did the ultrasound and I was 17 freaking weeks pregnant. Wow. It was absolutely insane. Why I say this, and this was such an inspiration because through the competition, the mental struggles that I went through during the competition, and then also the mental struggles of, you know, not being able to have my own child, then going through the adoption process. The adoption process is very rigorous and it's very mentally challenging deciding which path you want to go and how you're going to go and all that. So through, I grew so much during that five month span that it changed me. It, when I came out of it, I was such a different person. Like I'm getting a little choked up. Sorry. I was just such a different person when I came out of it. And then to be pregnant and have my little girl, it was just such a gift. It just taught me to have empathy for more women in the coaching, which I already did, but it just made me more of an empathetic person. It made me realize how important life is. And again, goes to my whole thing of teaching women that you don't have to live life unhappy, settling, being dismissed. You can do something about it. You can change your future. Life is such a gift. Wow, what an incredible story. I get choked up over that. I've told that story so many times. It resonates with me because it took me 10 years before I fell pregnant with my daughter. As you say, it's such a gift. There's nothing more important in your life. And especially when you've struggled for so long. So I absolutely feel where you're coming from with that. And thank you for sharing that um, intimate story with us. But did you ever get to the bottom of why? I mean, if the doctors had really given up hope, is it the way you ate? I mean, what was it? It came down to my, they were saying my progesterone levels, an enzyme called AMH. It was several things that they just said that I was not on the scale that I would naturally conceive to go and talk to the IVF. And then after talking to the IVF, again, the same things and all the processes that they told me I was going to have to go to to try and elevate my levels. Now coming to find out and what I've learned, I think some of it was just honestly stress on my body from being, because this was almost four years ago, I guess you could say when the whole process started. And during that four year span, I was changing over my business a lot. There was just a lot of stress in my life at that time. And I think that that really cranked down on my hormones and was giving me the reads that I was getting on the blood work. And then learning even more now than what I did then, I shouldn't have listened to the doctors, basically. (laughs) Yeah. You know how many women I've helped get pregnant or I've helped increase their fertility at this point from that and learning it and saying, okay, I'm not going to take this as an answer and I'm going to figure out things on my own and what I can do to improve fertility, to improve my lifestyle and things like that. And then have now applied that to other women and help them become pregnant. Again, it's not a knock on doctors, but there's more to it than a yes or no answer or whatever, you know, the doctor is giving you. There are things that you can do. 
What a story. Thank you so much, Cynthia. It's been so lovely talking to you and thank you for sharing your insights and your tips with the audience. Um, I've really enjoyed this conversation and I'm sure our audience will as well. Before we say goodbye, could you please tell our listeners where they can find and follow you? I am on Instagram as Cynthia Williams underscore wellness. And then you can also find me on YouTube with Cynthia Williams Wellness. Lovely. Is there anything that you would like to share that I haven't asked about or something that I've missed out on that you think any last thoughts? Just to reiterate, women, if you're listening to this and you're relating to any of those symptoms that I talked about, you do not, you don't have to settle. You don't have to just say it's part of aging and live that. You can feel fantastic in your 40s. You can feel fabulous in your 50s. You don't have to settle. There are things that you can do just to improve the quality of your life. Beautiful. Thank you so much for that. And again, thank you so much for joining me today. I wish you all the very best and for sure I'll continue to follow your story as well. Thank you. Thanks for having me. If you enjoy our conversations, please like and subscribe. See you next Wednesday.